What up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We're your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we're here to talk sports, drink a little bourbon, and recap two weeks <laughs> worth of Yeah, we, we kind of uh, kind of didn't get to film or record last week. Had, had so much going on, so we had to skip a week, but uh, we'll make up for it We got week. plenty to talk that's about, right. that's for sure. We've had a little bit. Of course, it was some bye weeks for us. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, and uh, so that bought yeah. us a little time on that. But I had a lot. I got a lot of things going on at work, and I know you got a lot of things going on with family and people going moving to Japan and <laughs> Korea. Oh, Korea. Same that's... difference, Asian hemisphere, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah. Now, so you definitely been busy for yeah. the last few weeks. So. so you gotta family comes first. That's right. Got to put the show to the side. So. Anyway, we're back. Uh, let's get rolling. We'll come right in with our opening toast. Cool. You want to start us? Yeah, yeah, I can start us. I got a couple. Okay. I got a couple. You know, I guess maybe uh, I'll lead off with Corey Seager. Okay. Yeah, yeah for the I'm Texas gonna, Rangers. Yeah, I'm gonna give. You know, he's a local guy too. I didn't. I wasn't sure if you were aware of that. Yeah, he's right. a. He's a. Char- we don't want to call him a Charlotte guy because he's <laughs> actually from. Uh, He's actually from the Northwest Charlotte area, okay. the, the Concord, Kannapolis area. Hmm. So he's a local product for us. Anyway, Corey Seager's my toast, my one half of my toast for for maybe being the new Mr. October. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, he's yeah, tied the former Mr. October. And he's putting on a show. He is. He's, he's got his Rangers up three to one, looks like, and they're they're undefeated on the road. Yeah, go figure. Haven't lost a single road game. That's impressive. Yeah, 19, what has he got? 19 home runs and 48 RBIs, yeah, he's, you know, for his career. So Yeah, he, he is so. he's, he's the new Mr. October, that's for sure. I wonder if they're going to get a candy bar. And <laughs> out, of, out of the shortstop slot, too. I mean, that's yeah. bonus. That's bonus yeah, numbers. Yeah, because he does it both with the glove and the bat. That's I mean, right. He's a he's an all star caliber shortstop. So yeah, that's right. He's approaching he's approaching some significant um, levels. You know, he's starting to be talked about career wise with Jeter. Hmm. You know, so I mean that's so that's, that's rarefied air right yeah, there. Rare air, and you know if 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 they hold on to win, I mean I'm quite certain he's going to get his number two MVP. Yeah. So yeah, I think one, one with the Dodgers. Yep, I think, and you know, in the last couple of years, he's been a little injured too. So yeah, yeah, he has. So anyway, so I, that's a I good think, one. That's I think a good Corey Seager, you know, we we don't talk stay. a lot of baseball, but uh, no, but you know, we're in October. Yeah, you like, know, we're in playoff baseball. So yeah, yeah, I was going to bring it up last week if we did the show last week because we were down to the final four. Right. And the funny thing about the final four was two teams that got eliminated from the Final Four, the two teams that played in the World Series last year. Yeah. So right. you had the two other teams get into it this year, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it didn't hurt my feelings to see the Phillies get eliminated. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that city could have took it. Right. So who, you said you had a couple. Who's your other Oh, one? yeah, yeah. I got to give another little toast to uh, Burt Young, a.k.a. Polly from, from Rocky. From Rocky. Yeah, okay. Burt Young passed away. Did he? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Rocky's my favorite movie right. series. Well, I don't know if ever, you so. I don't know if you saw this yet, but uh, Bob Knight just passed away. Oh my gosh, I did not. That's, yeah, that's I was when I was uh, on the computer right before we came on air. I saw that he passed away at eighty three. Eighty three. Yeah, so Bob Knight passed away from what? 
Kyle it didn't say. It just said he died at his home there in, in Bloomington, Indiana. And uh, I, it, I think it was so breaking news that they didn't have all the details yet. Wow. No, I, but, you know, yeah. I definitely didn't hear that. But, you know, back to Polly, and I guess we can talk a little bit about Bob. Now. Right. Well, that's not, that wasn't my toast, but I was just, when you mentioned that Polly had died, and, you know, Matthew Perry from Friends. Yeah, but I'm a Seinfeld guy, so whatever. <laughs> um, Go ahead on Burt Young. Sorry, dude. Burt Young, man, just, he, that's my dude, man. That's, yeah. my, that's my movie. Rocky's my movie. Even though I'm not a big Phillies fan, right. Philadelphia fan, right. but, you know, I definitely like Rocky, and Paulie was a great character. He was a great character. You, you, you loved him, but you also were like, yeah, what's he going to fuck up now? <laughs> well, he was a former Marine, real life talk now. Okay, okay. Former Marine, and he was actually a professional boxer was himself. He? Okay. And he was uh, 14-0 and 0 for oh, his career. Okay, impressive. So anyway, impressive. I give a little, little, little cheers, a little recognition to, to, to Rocky movies, right. to Polly for sure. Yeah, no, no I mean, he... He he was a very believable character. I mean, like I said, he 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 brought you into that emotion of you love him, but then you're like, yeah, he's a you bum. know, he's a bum, he's a and he's bum. gonna screw something up, and he's Free gonna reload and all. Yeah, that. Rocky's gonna give him some money, and he's gonna blow it, and but he was very convincing in that role. So uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't hear about that. I knew about, like I said, Matthew Perry, and then I just saw where Bob Knight, you know, of course he, hmm. legendary Hall of Fame coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, last last coach to coach an undefeated team, you know, the, the 75 76 yeah, national champs yeah. are the last team to go undefeated. He won three national championships. Hmm. Uh, I think he coached at Army and yeah, he did. He, co he coached co Coach K, okay, he was Coach K's head coach, okay. you know, which is you know, seems like he should have been older than 83. No, nah, I mean, I was surprised when you said he was. You thought he was younger I than that? I thought he was a little younger. I mean, he was okay. still very vibrant the last time I saw mm -hmm. him in public speaking or whatever. Throwing chairs. Yeah, he was <laughs> definitely very, you know, a very emotional coach. You know, I think he's more known for choking players and throwing chairs across right. the gym floor. And, and you know, I think maybe a, a bad rap for, you know, his emotions as a coach. Right. You know, I think, I think that's what – a lot of the younger generation. Well, he came up in a different time. Exactly, you know, it was. It was. It was time. different I mean, back you then. You were able and, to slap the shit out of a player yeah. if he if he turned the ball over. I mean, that's just the way Bob Knight coached. And like I said, you know, Coach K comes from the Bob Knight coaching tree. So, uh, so I mean, he's obviously done something right. I mean, that's the goat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Coach K. Coach K. Coach K. As far as college goat. basketball, yeah, exactly. Coaches, yeah. but, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's, that's that's a shock to me. I didn't know Bob and I had passed. Yeah. All right, well, we'll cheers those three guys, or four guys, however many we've yeah. Seeger and, and Burt Young, Bert Young and, and Bob Knight. Bob Knight. Uh, you know, Matthew Perry, it's still, you know, he had a lot of demons. He was found uh, drowned in his hot tub, but mm -hmm. they don't know if it was an actual drowning or other things first. So, you know, that's, uh, he, like I said, he had a lot of demons. He was... Very yeah. lonely and uh, hooked on a lot of stuff, and you know, it's tragic because he was such a successful actor right. with that whole Sad Friends story. ensemble. But uh, yeah, he was he was good. He was very entertaining. So, but anyway, anyway. we'll we'll cheers to those, yep. and then I'm gonna get into mine. You know, I brought the visual aid for mine. <laughs> 
You're trying to trying to hype up the show a little bit. Uh, you know, trying to trying to take not, us into the. It's not fair that he's you, got the, all the equipment, so <laughs> I, I get nothing. You just have to you have to send me some notes. Say, hey, throw me some pictures of this, I'm, this, I'm and this, and, do that, man. and I'll put it up on the big screen. No, all right, yeah, I can do that. So, so now you know we, we've got the uh, first week of the NBA season is oh, in the books. You're gonna go home. I'm gonna go homer. My opening yeah. toast this week is gonna be. Number the cat, 24. the cat that's leading all rookies in scoring, who got booed when the Charlotte Hornets drafted him by his own fan base, but Brandon Miller, yeah. he is showing out so far, and he's coming off the he's doing it off the bench, right, right. But uh, he's averaging seventeen three, two point two assists a game, six rebounds a game. He's shooting forty seven percent from the field, forty three from the three point line, and ninety percent. Yeah. From, from the, the free throw strike. line. Yeah. And uh, just to put that in perspective, the guy that everybody in Charlotte wanted, Scoot Henderson, he's averaging eight points a game. Yeah, he's four assists, less than three rebounds. He's only shooting 33% from the field mm-hmm. and 5.6% from three point land. And he's blowing away uh, Wembenyama, too. Even really? Wemby. I threw Wemby's stats yeah. down here in my notes 16.3, 1.5 assists, 7.5 rebounds. And his field goal percentages are all less than Brandon's. Right. Yeah, he's he's definitely shown out. But really, when they played the Pistons the other night, the Pistons bring they're trying to bring back the bad boy. They tried to intimidate Brandon, getting his head, bully him. You ain't gonna do that. So this uh, Mr. Isaiah Stewart, he's the same guy. I don't know if you remember the bloody face chasing after LeBron and the Lakers mm-hmm. a year or two ago. But anyway. This cat, he likes to play physical. Brandon came in, tried to lay up, got fouled, made the free throw. So Isaiah Stewart gets in his face. Of course, Brandon doesn't back down. He he's, goes nose to nose with him, <laughs> uh, makes both free throws. They, there's a timeout a little bit later on in the game, so they, the Pistons start shoving, still trying to get in the kid's head. So what do you do when somebody's bullying you like that? You put him on a poster. There you go. You dunk it right in his face, put your hand in his chest, <laughs> and throw it down. Nice. And then, then what you do, you post it to your social media. So, Brandon Miller, he's the baddest rookie going right now, and he ain't going to be intimidated by anybody. Nice. So, unless you want to be put on a poster, I would uh, yeah, ease up on the bullying. Two, four. And then i tell you what I like most about it. His start is, like you said earlier, he shut the Charlotte media up. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are all oh, they're on, all, they're like, all they're on all, skates. Oh, yeah. They were all scoot guys for the longest, uh-huh. and now they're all But like, I, I will, oh, I'll no. give them credit, though. They are eating crow. A lot of them are saying, hey, I was I was on the scoot bandwagon. Oh, yeah. And they're all saying, you know what? This kid right here is, is the real deal. Well, Dutt, Dutt from BB&B is texting in daily, making sure well, they're well aware of I think the crow and, they're eating oh, from yeah. B. Miller and the crow that Bryce. they're starting to eat from Bryce. And we'll too. talk about Bryce a little bit more when we when we get into our, our coming in hot segment. But uh, but yeah, he shut them up quick. Quickly. Real quick. points a game and seven boards. Six. 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 Six boards. It was seven for, for Wimby. Yeah, right. But he, six boards, six two boards assists. Six for, for Brandon versus seven from Wimby. Oh, That's yeah. Pretty. I mean, you're talking about a seven-foot-four guy versus a six-nine yeah. off, you know, wing. 
Yeah, and that's you know that's what kind of pissed me off early, you know, but after the draft or really before the draft and then after the draft, the local media were talking about, you know, let's get scoot, let's get scoot. Well, I mean, you got you already M- you Mello. already got Melo, yeah, you don't you got need your scoot. guard, and Brandon is a perfect size and a swing to complement Melo. Oh yeah, and as soon as they move him to the two, that's when it's really going with yeah, with, with Melo at the one and him at the two. You and got, he's, he's pushing Clifford to make that decision. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. He's going to have to make that yeah, decision. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think they need to put Rozier on the bench because Rozier is starting at the two right now. Rozier needs to be off the bench, the sixth man, come in for LaMelo at, at Ro- the point. Rozier, Rozier looks good. Rozier, you know, well, I but, but he's – credit, man. But he's also, his shooting percentage ain't that great. But, I mean, I've, yeah. he has looked good. Well, I've watched more Hornet basketball I've watched, this year. Than I've I, watched the first oh, – than, I, than I have ever. ever. Yeah, I've watched more so far this season than all the last 20 seasons combined. I used to watch years ago with Glenn Rice. With Grandmama. No, Glenn Rice. <laughs> uh, let's just be honest. It was all about Glenn Rice right. for me. But but then, you know, for decades it's been nothing. And now with Brandon Miller, I mean, he's he's exciting. Oh, yeah. He's exciting. He, he, he doesn't look intimidated at all by the game. I mean – his point totals are are going up and up and up. I mean, I don't he's know improved every game. I don't know if he'll continue to pump pump in twenty two or so, but those those were twenty two high quality points. Well, like and, he and drove the lane. I mean, he he wasn't afraid to no. take his man to the lane. And the game the they won was because of his clutch threes right. late in the game. So even though he's coming off the bench, he's still getting starter minutes and still. But if you listen to him too, they've had him, had him mic'd up. Oh yeah, you know, and he's, I mean, he's real he positive. Is, and he is a complete. Supporting. He's a complete all-around player. Yeah. He does it on the. He's almost, you know, he had a hell of a rundown block. Yeah. In this uh, last game, it wasn't against the Pistons, it was against the uh, Nets. And he got, um, he's got to improve in his half-court defense a little bit. He looks a little. Well, I mean, he, he can still get. Me. Yeah, he can still get beat on that first yeah. step. Uh, you know he's he's not moving his feet quick enough, but that, he'll he'll get that. Oh, yeah. I mean he's he's still he trying is to a figure solid, out the NBA speed. Yeah, sure. he's he's a solid two way player, and uh, the Hornets didn't get it wrong. The fans got it wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't really want to get into the whole you know the whole legality issue that that the fans were hung up on with Brandon Miller, but are we you want to continue? Talking? Yeah, we can keep talking. We we lost our visual. The, Sorry, but the high tech video is gone down. And we need to fire our producer. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get into all that about you know the the case that that's you know involving Brandon Miller. But if you're close enough to the program and and listen to the facts, I mean, he's fine. Brandon's fine. Yeah, Brandon's going to be fine, and and he's going to be a good team player. And I don't think he's going to struggle at all. No, and that's one thing. That, that was the one thing that I wanted to see him improve in his game was be a little more selfish, a little more aggressive. You know, that's one thing about Rozier. He he hadn't seen a shot he didn't like. You know, he's, he's a shoot-first guard. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if he'll change that mentality. But Miller, I think, sometimes is a little too unselfish. For as good a shooter he is, you know, and I mentioned shooting 43, almost 44% from the three-point line. That includes two full-court shots that he put up at the buzzer. Oh. 
So those go into those that you know. If you took those out, he'd be well. He'd be over fifty percent mm. shooting from three points. Uh, so yeah, he's 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 doing well. So I'm gonna raise my glass to B. Miller. I like it. Keep like it up, it. young buck. Give you a little roll tide. Well, we've talked about our toasts. Time for our scumbags. All right, you, me, you, me. You ain't gonna like mine, so you better go first. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew, I knew we were gonna venture down the Harbaugh. Am I right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Everybody steals signs, including this guy. <laughs> They taking it to a whole nother level, though. Man, well, you might as well, you right. might as well jump. You want to dive there. into the Let's to the Michigan off. sign stealing scandal? Yeah, yeah. Just, so, just hit me with your highs and lows. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's still alleged, but uh, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. So, uh, Big Blue or Go Blue, I always say Big Blue because I'm a Giants fan, but Go Blue's under. NCAA investigation again. Mr. Harbaugh cheating again. Uh, so basically, they hired this kid, Connor Stallions. Actually, I say kid, but ex ex military. And uh, so he is the uh, he he's the the decoder of signals. And uh, that's what he did in the military. Now that's what supposedly he's doing for Michigan. <laughs> so he's, they found Didn't him. help him against TCU. Yeah. Well, that's because TCU knew they were warned and they actually used dummy signals. And that's probably why they lost to TCU is because they thought they had their signals, but they one-upped them and changed their signals. And then, and then the coaches decided to start coaching in the late in the second half and almost beat TC. Right. Man, they're too good to need to do this, you know. But I mean, the evidence is mounting. This this Stallions purchased thirty tickets okay. to thirty games. Tickets to thirty games but in his Central, own name. But Central Michigan, who the hell needs to well, pre-scout Central he Michigan? He was he wasn't scouting Central Michigan. He was scouting Michigan State. Oh, he we. was. There's a picture, and that's why I hate that my video ain't working. But there's a picture of him on the sidelines. He he weaseled well, well, his way it. into a pa a field pass, dressed up like a Central Michigan coach, and had on sunglasses. Apparently, that had like a hidden camera in the sunglasses, and <laughs> and was filming the signals for Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. Allegedly, he, or not allegedly, but he bought tickets on both sides of the field. And all his tickets are always about halfway up lower bowl, 50-yard line. Good seats, man. He he's bought good tickets. Yeah, he, he, and, and obviously somebody's paying him because he can't afford on what his supposed salary is. He couldn't afford all these games. But, yeah, so 30 games all against either upcoming opponents or potential playoff opponents. They even did it to Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson. Uh, like I said, now, now there's a video, a picture of him on the sidelines <laughs> in disguise. And it's funny because when you watch the video, every time um, McIlwain walks by, he kind of does like this <laughs> and hides his face so that the coach doesn't, doesn't sit, recognize or see him. 
and like there was a play where the the runner uh, came out of bounds in his area, and you see him do like this, so the camera doesn't see him. So I mean, it's it's definitely fishy. Uh, there's, you know, the easiest thing just go to the freaking transistor, the microphone. Or yeah, the, the speaker in the helmet, not the microphone, but the speaker in the helmet, like I mean, the NFL every, does. Everybody's been stealing signs for. Oh yeah. I mean, it's well, not like a. It's not like this is earth-shattering news. No, it's I just. Mean, it's just that the the they've taken it to another level, and they are violating the NCAA rule of you're not allowed to scout I in guess. person. I mean, they're going to get in trouble for sure. But I mean, what are they going to get? What she, what's the precedent? Yeah, what, what they there, isn't, there isn't any in there. Exactly. Well, yeah. the precedent is is Belichick and and the Patriots and a, and a fine and maybe another suspension, well, maybe a couple scholarship losses. Yeah. But I mean, we're not talking about vacating wins here, and we're not. No, they actually about have. They actually have mentioned vacating all the last season and this season. Talking heads have talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. The NCAA, by the time they get around to doing this, we'll all be skeletons. Well, but they, they're actually doing it right now. The oh, investigation's oh, going yeah, on. Oh, yeah, but by the time the investigation's done, you and I are going to be dead and buried. <laughs> well, they're saying that if Harbaugh tries to jump ship and go to the NFL, that the NFL's going to enforce whatever punishment uh, is handed down. Kind of like Meanwhile, they, Michigan's like close, to, close to getting him inked to another contract. Well, they pulled his extension. No, that's not what's coming out of Ann Arbor now. You know, there's ben, a lot of conflicting info Actually, the, it, the news telecasts out of Ann Arbor are saying that it was pulled, but Jim himself said, no, that's not true. Well, I think that's not <laughs> what the university's saying. Not Jim, the university's oh, okay. saying. So, I mean, there's, there's conflicting information. Oh, yes. I mean... I mean, you've been, everybody steals signs. I mean, hell, even, even you were always taught to steal the signs. You know, <laughs> even when you were standing on second base, we're creeping in, looking at the catcher, we're trying to steal signs. Right, everybody right, steals right. signs. Right, but quit having signs. Yeah. Put the microphone in the in the quarterback's helmet. Yeah, they say it's about money. It's not about money. Well, they you're said paying, it was. They you're said, paying eleven million dollars a year to a coach. Yeah, what they say was going to be like seven hundred million dollars or something like that. But that's all teams combined. That's like right. getting that's, every that's, single college in the country. You know, if 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 they do it themselves, right. <clears throat> then it's, you know the the cost for one school to do it is minimal. Exactly. So no, I I, I just you know thought it was fun to, to pick at it, but uh, I mean you I know mean, the, it's the only the only issue the only issue I have at it is with it is crossing the line into the whole. Record going to all the games and recording the uh, the other team right. and then analyzing it. You know, trying to figure it out on the fly in the game is one thing, but to actually go <laughs> and especially if if they put him on the sideline of another team. Yeah, yeah, no doubt that. Looks, I mean, that's 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 pretty bad. Har- Harbaugh's wearing out his welcome. He sure. is. He. I mean, I mean he's already had the three game suspension to start the year. Right. And uh, you know now the and you know and of course he uh, he's always denying. Oh, I don't know anything about it. And he's you know he had a press conference where he said we're going to be the gold standard for uh, you know what what do you call it um, following the rules. But that's not the terminology he used. Are you talking about when he took the job? No, just recently oh, after this oh. after this three game suspension, he was going to be the the gold standard for. What do you call it? Not rules enforcement, but uh, 
they call it something institutional uh, control no it was it was uh i can't it, i'm drawing a blank right now but there, there's a there's a term for it compliance being compliant rules compliance is what he said we're, mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna set the gold standard <laughs> he's setting the gold standard all right he's setting the gold standard of pushing the limits uh, on everything and he doesn't have to is what what gets me uh so yeah it's uh well, the Buckeye fans are having fun. Oh yeah, they're yeah they're saying you know pointed, but they they weren't smart enough like TCU. So obviously TCU has better academic standards than Ohio State does. Exactly. Well, supposedly though, it, yeah, supposedly it it was you know communicated between the other coaches would would tip the other coaches. Hey, they 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 stealing your signs, and uh, one of the coaches even said, "Don't you watch the ball boys." That uh, the ball boys are listening to the to the play calls, and if they hold the ball up like with the left hand, it's a run. If they hold it up with the right hand, I mean, <laughs> this shit's going deep. Hey man, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> right. I mean, you gotta look for every edge you can get. I yeah. mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, like I said, anyway. just crossing that line is 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 what earned. Whoever's responsible. I don't know if Yeah, it's sad, man. It's sad as a as a Michigan fan that, you know, there could be an asterisk. Well, beside, yeah. well one of one of the players, you know, one of the captains, I think it's like a fifth year senior offensive lineman, he was coming out and saying, you know, hey, people don't understand the hard work we're putting in and and this and that. But he never denied <laughs> That they're being tipped off to the plays. He just, he kind of diverted it around to, you know, the development of the players and, and how hard they're working, which I'm sure is true. Sure. But yeah. it was also telling that he never said, we have never stolen a sign. Well, the players probably <laughs> haven't. Well, honestly, but, yeah. but, or that the, the they're, they're still no. I mean, no, but you cannot be a part of that in that building and not know. That this guy was hired to do this, and he he follows around. He's always either right behind Harbaugh or right behind one of the one of the coordinators, with his big old laundry laundry list of, of notes. I mean, it's <laughs> no you, you could not be in that system and not know that well, it was we'll, going on. We'll see going forward, won't we? <laughs> now that everybody knows, yeah, for sure. So that's. That's my scumbag. It's Mr. Khakis. I I expect it. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't really wear khakis anymore. I had to pay that close attention <laughs> to it. <laughs> All right, who's well, your scumbag? I'm gonna stick in the coaching ranks okay. with my scumbag, and and my scumbag's a week old because we missed. Right. But I'm, I'm gonna go. Mine's to two weeks old. So. Well, yours is ongoing. I mean, Harbaugh's is never ending. Mine's mean, still under investigation. Yeah, his is gonna be ongoing and you know for a long time. All right, I almost you. Who's your scumbag? Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel, yeah, our favorite know, Tennessee coach. Tennessee coach. You know, Alabama whooped that ass in the second half last two weeks ago. And, mm -hmm. You know, of course Tennessee had a lot of penalties in that game. Heupel was a little bit funny in how he responded to that question. Although, you know, the previous year, what did we have, 17? Yeah. Yeah, it was seven. Yeah. yeah, so it was like it was the coin had flipped, but, you know, he was he was talking about penalties, you know, and so 
I was just I just thought that was ironic, and that's that's kind of scumbaggy to me. That's you know if you're gonna not really deny and, and give credit, you know that's a scumbag move. You right. Know, um, honestly, most of their penalties, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of iffy penalties, and he went for it twice. Right. You know, and so when he shouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he cost his team potentially to stay in that. Game. Right. So, yeah. but rather than take take ownership of it. He wanted to find other excuses. Exactly. And, <laughs> Excuse you know, me. They were handling, they were playing very, very well with Alabama in the first half. And, you know, his lack of second-half adjustments, you know, right. his well, coaching staff, they, second, they didn't they didn't adjust in I, the second half. I think he was already fired. I think he started smoking his cigar at halftime. Seen that way. Seen that way. That's just a, that's just a scumbag move, in my opinion, to, to utilize or, or – you know, even your silence speaks volumes. Well, yeah, because it's the the year before, it's oh, we we whooped Alabama because we're so great. That's right. Not not the fact that Alabama had seventeen penalties. Not the fact that Bryce Young was annihilated. That should have been a targeting call. Sure. And they picked up the flag. Right. Uh, there was there was this. <laughs> so calls. yeah, it was it was much worse last year than you know as far as if you want to say the the referee was once was lopsided than it was this year yet you know nick never said yeah he did say we we beat ourselves we played sloppy blah 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 but they didn't say you know the officials cost us that game whereas heifel was looking for yeah any scapegoat he could find he definitely he definitely made it apparent that he felt like the calls yeah. were Definitely lopsided and, and one-sided. So, height, you got that ass beat. <laughs> you didn't adjust in the second half. You got beat by a better team. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right. Let's uh, go into coming in hot then. Take it away, man. Which, where do you want to go with it? Well, we already mentioned a little bit about the Raiders situation. Uh, with the, or did we do that off camera? We probably did that off camera. <laughs> so you want to just jump straight into pro stuff? Yeah, we'll we'll start off with the pros, and then we'll finish up with college because you know the uh, the college playoff committee voted on on the top ten last night, or actually I guess the whole poll, but uh, that came out last night. So we'll talk about that when we get towards the end of the show. But um, yeah, NFL Raiders took a bad beat. My fantasy team took a bad beat. To somebody who will remain nameless, because <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo can't hit a wide open Devontae Adams not once but twice. So anyway, the Raiders. Prime timers hold the edge head to head against the Crunch Crew. <laughs> Just FY. Crunch Crew has more titles. FY. Anyway, pro football. So, so we got a coach. We got a coacher down. Yeah. Well, did, weren't we just talking about? Josh McDaniel, when are they going to learn that it, he's not a head coach? I think we just talked about that on the last show. Yeah. And yeah. Now, now here it is one show later, of course two weeks later, but one show later, he's, and he's, he's, he got axed. He's a free agent. The is, G, he gonna, is he going he'll go probably, to go he'll, probably at, he'll probably be at, at, at Nick's rehab. You know, we, if Tommy Reese doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I, of course, Tommy Reese has been improving, but. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that later, but if right. Tommy Reese struggles, you know, we might see Josh McDaniels. I mean, yeah, we could always use another analyst. There you go. We could always use another analyst. Come on, Josh. We'll uh, Nick Saban uh, rehab, rehab school for coaches. School for coaches. That's yeah. right. We will. We will put you in there, Josh. 
He's a great OC. He is a hell he's of a, a OC. He's a good OC. That's why he keeps getting just, these head opportunities. But <clears throat> just because you're a good OC does not make you a good head coach. Right. And there's right. been a, a lot of examples of, that showed that that, that doesn't translate over. Um, cost the GM, which the GM is – they, they've they've missed on so many draft picks. Yeah, um, yeah he's uh, he's only been there what two years now. I'm not even sure, but you know the, the last couple. I mean, they already dumped Cleveland uh, Farrell or whatever Cleveland his name is. Farrell, the, yeah, the Clemson, Clemson kid. Um, yeah, Leatherwood, the Alabama on, offensive on lineman. Alex Leatherwood. Um, and missed on hand. Well, didn't miss on. Didn't miss on rugs. Rugs just rugs made a made a very very poor decision one night. Um, but there's been a couple of others. They hit on Josh Jacobs, but they can't run the ball this year. Right. Um, like I said, Garoppolo was a major miss. Was, I mean, him. I don't ever even understood that from the game. Yeah, I think they gave him like sixty four million or something ridiculous like that. That's that's the, that's theft. Yeah. That I mean, the, the, the cat can't stay healthy. He never has. Never, never, has. never been able to. Um, can't throw a deep ball. I mean, he's. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy G. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really can't throw it. I mean. Got the, arguably probably the best receiver. Well, maybe, you know, number two. He, he's top five. Yeah, he's top definitely five. top five. You know, you got you to count Jamar Chase in there, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. I wouldn't have put Jamar Chase's name first and all. No, that, no, I'm just. You know. I'm not putting him first. I mean, I'm going to either put Justin Jefferson or Tyreek first. You know, those are, to me, those are the top two. Yeah. Um, and then Devontae, you know, is right in there with them. Uh, you know, when Cup's healthy, he's he's right there with, with those guys. But, uh, I mean, he turned the DB inside out twice and was wide open. One time, I think, it was, oh, okay. was going to be like a – Ninety something yard touchdown. Bo, yeah, well, yeah, it was it was close. I mean, he didn't even have to hit him in stride. He could have just lobbed it up there. Devontae would have had plenty of time to go find the ball. And he threw it what, like ten yards out of out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, it was just ridiculous. So yeah, that was they're going to a rookie quarterback. Aiden O'Connell is starting this week. I'm kind of, I'm kind of out of it, man. My my boy Cousins goes down, man. Yeah, Cousins I, I was, was having an MVP caliber season, and the Vikings are starting to show a little, uh, a little life, a little life. And now we go without Kurt, you know. So and Justin Jefferson, I mean, he's got no, yeah, real reason to come back now. Yeah. He might just shut it down for the year. You, you don't believe in Josh Dobbs? <laughs> Well, we're not not even starting Josh Dobbs. Not this week, weekend. but uh, no. I mean, this 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 uh, BYU kid might might be the real deal. I mean, he might pull a Will Levis. He might, you know, he yeah. might he might be good. You know, he might be a he might turn out yeah, to Levis. be a reason to move off of Kirk Cousins. So yeah, uh, Antonio Pierce, the former New York Giant linebacker, is going to be coaching the Raiders. He he was named the interim oh, head coach. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that. And actually, their next game is against the Giants. Damn, he's pretty young too, isn't he? He he didn't retire that long ago, did he? I didn't think he's been out probably ten years. Really? I mean, the Giants ain't been relevant in at least ten years. I mean, the Vikings have never been relevant in my lifetime. It doesn't seem like so. So yeah, I, I had mentioned, uh, or I had in my notes, Levis. You brought him up, and uh, of yeah. course, I had got to give it. 
got to give a shout out to them beautiful uniforms they were wearing this weekend. So the yeah, Texas yeah. had the throwback Oilers, the Love You Blues, one of my favorite uniforms. I mean the Titans. Yeah, had the had the Oilers. You know, I kind of dug on the Lions uniforms too. I mean <laughs> the helmets, man. I kind. I mean like I like it. I like it better than that other throwback that they wear. That's just like silver, just. You know, like uh, yeah. from the fifties or whatever it is, kind of like the bumblebee stuff that the Steelers wear. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of those throwbacks, but uh, Bears have a nice throwback. Um, yeah, I mean the NFL man is tough to figure out right now. And we mentioned earlier when we were we were talking about Brandon Miller earlier, we we briefly touched on Bryce, but I think Bryce showed this weekend why the Panthers took him at number one instead of CJ. Yeah, you know he outplayed CJ. And that was behind a worse offensive line with worse worse weapons against a better defense. So, don't tell the Panthers fan base that, the anti Bryce people that. I mean, I I heard all weekend long how how much CJ Stroud was better than Bryce. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch that game unfold the way it did. And, you know, basically, CJ struggled. CJ didn't put up no stats. No, and against the Panthers' defense. Bryce is is running for dear life the whole game. Right. Well, and if you notice now, you know, I mentioned in the early uh, podcast that he hadn't quite picked up the speed of of the NFL game yet, that the Houdini stuff he did in college, he wasn't getting away with in the pros because they're faster. Well, he's learning that now, and you've noticed – the Houdini stuff he was doing this past weekend, he was getting away from that them D linemen, and then he was extending the play and finding Thielen because Thielen apparently is the only guy that can get open for the Panthers. It's the only guy that'll catch the damn ball too. I mean, he Bryce lost about a hundred yards yeah. and dropped yeah, passes. Cause, or yeah, because yeah, uh, so. Chark he put it right on Chark and Chark dropped it. Um, yeah, there was there was definitely some drops, and that's the thing. Yeah, a lot of your. Mingo dropped one. Your, uh, your the fair, tight end dropped yeah, one. Your Fairweather fans, they don't they don't look at that. They, no, they, they just, just look, look at, at the stat lines. lines. They look at his size. And, and they don't look at the fact that, you know, okay, so all I heard was CJ's stats, CJ's stats, CJ's record. Well, CJ's got like like almost two full more seconds mm-hmm. to throw and to develop the, the play in the pocket. So part of the Pan- and the Panthers rank 32 in in separation. Right. So part of the separation problem is Bryce only has like yeah he's got two seconds to get rid of the ball nine and he has no open receiver. Yeah, and so <laughs> and and then I then I hear well he can't throw a pass over 25 yards. Gee, well, yeah. how are you gonna throw a pass over 25 yards when you ain't even got right. two seconds to make a decision? I believe that pass to Thielen was 40 something yards. The, the that DJ where, chart where he rolled, you know, he was about to be sacked. He rolled out of it, scrambled to his left, oh, and yeah. threw it to Thielen downfield. I think it was like forty-seven yards, maybe. Yeah, the, the chart dropped. That was a was going to be a big chunk play. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, those of us that have been, you know, following Bryce, you know, from the get-go, know a lot about what he's capable of and and we I I mean I knew that was a bunch of well, I mean, a bunch of crap you know, that CJ Stroud's been put and there's nothing against CJ No CJ's Stroud. I think CJ's a good quarterback and I think he I think but he's don't use his stats no. and his success against Bryce Right 
you know, especially now that, you know, Bryce has beat him head up, put up better stats, just looks comfortable, mm-hmm. even though he shouldn't be because he's running for his deal. That's what scared me sacks. was that he I would mean, get gunshot like uh, David Carr, you know. Sure. David Carr was a great quarterback, first draft pick overall, first player ever for the Houston Texans, ironically. But was sacked like 70-something times his rookie year, and, and it ruined him as a quarterback because yeah. now he's looking at the rush instead of looking downfield. Yeah. You can't play quarterback in the NFL if, if you're not reading the defense pre-snap and got your eyes on the, on the receivers downfield. Mm-hmm. you got to feel the rush. You can't look at the rush. Yeah, and you can, you can see Bryce is looking at – all of his progressions mm-hmm. as, as much as he can. And he's looking <laughs> at levels. He's throwing to different levels. Yeah. So Bryce is, Bryce is going to be fine, Panthers. Well, you, you, he's going to be fine. Yeah, and you also brought up his height. And, you know, that's a big topic of discussion, that that's why he's going to fail. How many times do you see his passes get batted down? Not as much as C.J. Stroud, 6'2 and a half. How tall is Justin Herbert? 6'5". He leads the NFL in batted balls by 12. The second closest, he's got 12 more batted balls than who's number two. I don't even know who number two is, but they said that during the Chargers game the other night. And Mm -hmm. it it ain't about size. Mm -hmm. It's about creating lanes. It's arm angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at Mahomes. If he's he's not going to get a ball batted because he's going to throw it behind his back instead. Right. He's going to change his arm angle. Yeah. It's it's figuring out. It's like Bryce said, I've always been this size. I've always been the smallest guy on the field. He knows how to play that way. Justin Herbert, you'd think. Oh, he's six foot five, so he should never have a ball batted down. No, no. What about what about Richardson? Draft a big guy, a big athlete. Yep. Where's he? IR, gone for the year. Yep. You know, CJ Stroud, six two and a half. His ball he had more batted balls Sunday against, you know, a, a defense that's a little, you know, Injured right now. I mean, I, I don't want to say the Panthers. The Panthers got a good defense, no I mean, doubt. Their best cornerback. Best cornerback's never, missing. And I, I, don't, I don't know how many plays he's – I mean, games he's played in his career. He's missed more than he's played, I believe, is how it works out. Yeah, um, and Chin, their best safety, he's out. He's out. So, yeah. They, they did get Dante back this weekend. It was, but the pass rush is struggling. I mean, Brian Burns is struggling right now. So, I mean – that's because he has no help on the other side. Right. So they can but double and triple team him. But It wasn't like C.J. went up against the top ten. No, everything was set up for C.J. to absolutely destroy Bryce. He should have put up way better stats. They should have won the game. And then the narrative still would have been the Panthers picked the wrong player. Yeah. But it didn't play out that way. Bryce put the team on his back, and, yeah, they didn't score a lot of touchdowns, but they got the dub. Yep, yeah. No, it was his first uh, game-winning drive, you know. Drove him down, extended the drive, killed the clock. I even added him as my backup quarterback in fantasy because he gets the Bears next week. I saw that. I'm going to need him when two is on the back. I hope he puts up monster stats. (laughs) That would be nice. I think that's the Thursday game, actually. I don't know how the Bears keep getting prime time. I know. That's (laughs) the craziest thing ever, man. But I guess Justin Fields, the expectation was high. But I don't have any other NFL. That was all I – 
the trade, you know, the trade deadline yeah. came and went, and it was kind I mean, of the, uh, you had kind of boring. I, I didn't really see what I don't, didn't get Washington getting rid of two very good pass rushers. Of course, now they're trashing Chase Young. Now that he's out of, out of there, they're talking about his work ethic and all that yeah. shit. Um, so that one I kind of get. He was, you know, they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Go ahead and get something for him. I get that, but the Montez Sweat. Yeah, he's or sweet. How you say sweat. his name? He's putting up. He's putting up career numbers this year. That one I didn't. And to the and to the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, that one didn't make. Of course, the Bears have two first round and, picks and, next yeah, year. Yeah, the Bears have tons. So of to give up a second, and, you know, wasn't that big right. a deal. So I, I see it from the Bears' standpoint of trying to and trying to get better. And they're probably going to be able to, you know, <laughs> possibly deal fields for some. If they reset a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, if they reset a quarterback. Yeah. But then uh, Chase Young bookended with Bosa and San Fran. I mean, I, I don't want to necessarily call Chase Young a bust yet. Nah, but you he – You know, just because he got dealt and maybe he didn't fit in good with the commanders. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, he's going into an ideal situation now to if he's going to be – Yeah, if he doesn't – As good as he was supposed to be, yeah. then, you know, being on the opposite side of Bosa – yeah, if he doesn't excel there, then yeah, then, he's, then he is a bust. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yep. And uh, of course, we talked about your boys trading for Dobbs to come in because they lost Cousins. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any. Dobbs ain't going to win you any games. Hopefully, he doesn't lose them. You know, if he can be a good, uh, you know, game manager, and when he does get Justin Jefferson back, if he can distribute it, you know. They got weapons. I mean, Addison. Dobbs loves his throwing to a tight end, too. And you so know, they got Hawkinson. Hawkinson, too. Addison, when they get Jefferson back, I mean, they got some weapons. Oh, yeah. And so, he, and they got a good, you know, the line should give him time to throw. So, maybe he can do something there. Um, seems like there was. No, like that, I was said, about it. that was about it. It was really more, the trade deadline was really more about who didn't get traded. Yeah. You know, because they were talking about the three big running backs, Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon. All their teams kept them. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they talked about some other players, and none of the none of the players that they talked about, yeah, you so know, headlining, it was kind Jerry, of. Jerry, Judy might get. Yeah, the, wide, the, the two wide receivers in, in, in Denver. Yeah. You know, they were being rumored to go and. Uh, so yeah, it was it was kind of a ho hum. I was kind of fantasy wise hoping for D. Henry to get dealt to the, yeah. to the Cowboys. I thought that would be a that'd be a pretty interesting. Right. You know, I don't want him. I don't want him. You know, split in time. But you know, I think I think that would have been a nice move for D. Henry. One other before we get off uh, NFL. Jameer Gibbs showed why he was a first round draft pick. You know, hey. a lot of a lot of the Detroit people were. Trashing him, you know, uh, why, why did they waste a, a first round, a high first round pick on him? I mean, I think he gave him a little taste yeah, Monday he, night. He looked good. He looked really good running the ball. Yeah. And he's catching the ball and doing everything. Yeah. So when they get Montgomery back, that be a nice. Detroit's play. got some weapons. Oh, yeah. They got weapons. With Amon. Both sides of them. And Laporta. Oh, and then they, and then they just traded for. They just traded for Donovan Peoples Jones. Too. Yeah, they got another. He's gonna fit in good in Detroit. You know, he's a he's a good compliment to uh, Amon Ra. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that I think you know, Detroit man, Detroit's just 
Impressive. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 my sleeper team. I'm. They got an eye on them. Of course, we said that on one of our early podcasts this year that that we really liked what was going on in in Detroit. Yep. All right. College football. So yeah, the the committee put their ranking out last night. Yeah. What'd you think? I mean, I I don't have an issue with uh, Blow Ohio being being first. I think if you look at the resume, I think I think good win at Penn State. Yeah, I think they have the best wins. Good win at uh, Notre, at Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I, but you know, I I think the committee also sees that Ohio's got probably quarterback issues. Yeah. And uh, I you know I just I think Ohio I think they're pretending. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I yeah. mean, I think I don't think they're a pretender playoff team. I mean, if they can right. win I mean, out, yeah. beat, beat, you know, Harbaugh, right? Then obviously they're a playoff team. But I think they get their doors blown off right. when they play a, they play an elite defense because I don't think they have the quarterback play. Yeah, just uh, for our listeners that might not know the rankings, so you had Ohio State first, you had uh, Georgia second, Michigan third. FSU fourth, Washington fifth. So all top five, all the top, five, the first five are all undefeated. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the one loss teams. You got Oregon, whose only loss is number five, Washington. Uh, then you got Texas, who lost to Oklahoma. Then you got Bama, who lost to Texas. Then you got Oklahoma, uh, who lost to a, a bad Kansas team. Or yeah. can't. Yeah, can't not. I, I shouldn't say a bad Kansas. No, team. No, they're not horrible. They, but. they lost to a two-loss Kansas team, and uh, uh, then you got Ole Miss is at is at ten, which that one kind of surprised me a little bit. But they just have the one loss to us, right? Or do they have two losses? Two losses. Okay, so Oklahoma and Ole Miss each have two losses, don't they? Hell, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember now. You put yeah. me on the spot. No, Oklahoma was undefeated. Oklahoma was undefeated. I thought they had a loss when they beat Texas. Did they not? Mm-mm. Okay. No, they were undefeated. Okay. So they've got one loss, and then Ole Miss has got the two losses. Okay. Yeah, Ole Miss also lost. Didn't they lose to LSU? No, they beat LSU. No, I don't remember, man. They beat LSU. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I think – I mean, I'm, I never get too high and get too low on the yeah. No, nah, it's, too early. it's too early. It's too early. Yeah. And, of course, they yeah. say, though, if you're not within striking reach of when it when it first starts. But, you know, OS, All the like you said, teams. OSU and Michigan have to play each other. Right. That'll play out. Uh, Washington and Oregon have to play – probably uh, have to play each other again. Yeah. yeah. And Washington um, is not out of the woods yet with their schedule either. Right. You know, and, and I, you know, like you, going back to what you were saying about Ohio State, I agree. You know, Georgia and Michigan have had cupcake schedules so far. I think yeah. they're ranked like 100 and 111 as far as strength of schedule. So, yeah, the, the, the committee rewarded Ohio State for playing a, a, a tougher schedule to this point. And in Georgia's defense, they Georgia had Oklahoma did have on the schedule. Oklahoma on yep. their schedule. They did. The SEC bailed them out of that. Yeah, and I, Let's see, they shouldn't have done that. No, nah, that was that was. Stupid. I mean, they could have they could have scheduled the the home and away and did the other one next year. Yeah, yeah, they should have kept that because that that wasn't really Georgia's fault there. Georgia, 
Georgia, but Georgia doesn't need that. It doesn't, you know, if you're a Georgia, most of the Georgia fans I know, they, they weren't upset over that. Right. They nah. weren't upset because honestly, I mean, really you just matter. handle your business. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And, it's know, still going to You win the SEC, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're, you're in. It doesn't matter. I guess it, I guess in the end, it does matter where you get seated, but. I mean, if you're if you're Georgia and you consider yourself the elite of the elite, then it you honestly matter. don't give yeah. a shit. No, as long as you're in the top four. And we felt that way for years yeah. now as a Bama fan. We really didn't give a shit. Now, usually, if you were the number one seed, you lost. Yeah, <laughs> it was usually no. the number two that won the whole now, thing. I'd rather I'd rather come in the the two or the three. Right. You know, typically, but you know, this year, I mean, this year, honestly, I mean it. Georgia looks good, man. Georgia Bama, just looks like the team to be. Bama's uh, schedule for next year came out, and we got Georgia coming to Tuscaloosa, and we have to go to Oklahoma. Man, yeah. They got a tough schedule next yeah, year. Yeah, well, the SEC's – I mean, it's been brutal, but adding Texas and Oklahoma to the mix. And then they're probably going to go to nine games. Yeah, it's, it's brutal, man. It's brutal, but we're going to the 12 game. I mean, yeah. a 12-team playoff and, and system. So I know we've said it already, but this year would have been perfect year for it to go ahead and start it now. Yeah. Because they – I mean, there could be a scenario where it's going to be tough to decide the Final Four. You know, because – Oh, yeah. You can definitely play it out where there's going to be two teams that get left out that absolutely are going to be heartbroken mm -hmm. over it. And it could be – it could be an undefeated team. I don't think they'll leave an undefeated team out. But like say, SEC bias. Say Bama, Bama beats runs Georgia. The table, they run the beats table, beats Georgia. Georgia. Bama could be left out if you got an undefeated no, Washington. No, I could see Georgia getting left no, out. No, Georgia's out. No, but but Bama could be too because you could have um, OSU. No chance. You could have FSU. You could have Washington, and you could have Texas because they're still ahead of us, and they beat us head to head. Yeah, I guess I guess the head to head the head to head with, with Texas, Texas could cost us could cost us, but I, if if the other ones play out like right right, but you know, is a early season loss to Texas? Yeah, no. I, does I, that does it does it get trumped by a SEC championship win over Georgia? Of course, this is all hypothetical. Do we call it <laughs> Trump or do we call it SEC bias? What do we call it? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some interesting scenarios yeah, it, it, for sure. Of course, you know, this time of the year, we always have this conversation about, oh, there's going to be, it could be chaos or it could be this or it could be that. And then it seems, it, it seems like it always kind of works itself out on, on the playing field. Yeah. You know, oh, right? yeah, it definitely will. There's never really a, too big of a. I have felt all along, and I'll die on the cross with this argument. I felt all along the committee's got it right. They've Pretty much, they, they, right. they've done they've done a good job. Now there might have been maybe like when they had Notre Dame in there, you know, Notre Dame. Yeah, but I mean, the eye test told you they weren't a top yeah, four, but true, the, but but, uh, I mean, the but they earned it on the field. They earned it on the field. So, so yeah, that you know that's where I would say yeah maybe because they've always claimed that their job is to put and you can go back to last year then too. Was Bama a top four team last year? Their right. resume said no, but they lost two games on the road by a total of four points on the last play of each right. game. And they were they would have been they would have favored been favored against every team, team but Georgia. Yeah. So, you know, 
you could have that argument. I was, I, I mean, I, I, it would have really been some uh, <laughs> major controversy had they put them in last year. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad we we talked. About yeah, oh yeah, it. yeah, we yeah, were yeah. glad that we yeah. didn't get into it just because we didn't want to hear that bullshit. Right. Yeah. But sure. I mean, if you're if you're trying to put the four best teams, that's 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 hard to hard to do. Well, the committee definitely has a, a big task. I mean, honestly, and most 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 of the time, the teams have made it fairly easy. But this year is technically could be shaping up to a right. pretty tough decision. Yeah, on the heels of moving to the twelve team playoff. So, so I'm glad we're moving to that. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I think we're moving a, a year too late. Yeah. But. What you uh, what you think about? Have you done? Have you looked at the LSU game, Manny? Well, that's what I was just about to ask you. Your thoughts on the LSU game? Uh, early on, I was I was pretty nervous about it, to be honest with you, because of their offense. And, and yeah, you know they they're definitely bringing the better offense to this game, <clears throat> but we're bringing a way better defense than than what they have. So the question is, is our defense going to be able to hold Jaden Daniels and LSU offense down enough where the, our offense, you know, if we can hold them under 30 points, should be a, should be a wrap. I don't think they're – I don't think they're – I mean, if we can just keep Daniels contained keep and not beat, beat us, us on, his legs. on third and long or third and middle – I mean, I think I mean they got two really good receivers that that have put up some good numbers and you know, but no, they you know Daniels hadn't played a secondary like ours. No, he hasn't. And, and I mean, they got two losses. You know, they they lost to LSU, they lost to FSU. Now, of course, I mean, they, they, they lost to Ole Miss and they <laughs> lost to FSU. I'm getting I'm, my thoughts are going faster than my my words are going. Um, you had me confused. Yeah, there, no, they man. lost to Ole, Ole Miss and. You know, we held Ole Miss to 10 points, and their game with Ole Miss was a shootout. Yeah. So that tells you right there the level of our defense versus the level of, of both those teams' defense. And they lost to FSU early, which right, right. now that's a good loss. You know, FSU's still undefeated, yeah, and, and they're in the top four. Good so, enough to get LSU back into the uh, – You know, then, you know, the more I read about – uh, some of LSU's defense and some of the injuries they got going on that defense. Yeah, yeah they're they're hurting the secondary. You know, it, our offense should put up forty five points on that defense. Hmm, I'd love to see our offense put up that kind of points. It'd be nice. I mean, if we could run the ball a little bit, if we could just run the ball, that's that's going to be key. But honestly, I think you know, if we can just keep Daniels <coughs> from beating us on third down, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think we'll I think we'll pull away. If the Alabama team that played the second half against Tennessee shows up and plays a full game, it mm-hmm. won't it won't even be close. No, no, it'd be nice. You know, it started. I think the line started. I four, don't four and a half maybe. Well, I mean, and it's down to three because a lot of people were uh, were betting the LSU side. Right. So they lowered it to three, and. Uh, I mean, our quarterback pressure, man, it just – it was a whole different team in the second half against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't i don't know what adjustments we did or, or what ass Nick chewed out. <laughs> but, I mean, it was – Steele called a great game. Second half. Second half. You know, that they 
They they knocked us in the face in the in the, in and the, in the beginning. Tommy Reese, Tommy Tommy he, Reese. I thought he called a good. I thought he called half. a good game in the second half. I, I really too. did. I thought I he, too. like you said, he he started mixing things up. And I, you know, there might be things going on that we're not privy to. That you know, it's just now getting to the point where Milrose comfortable with some of these plays. You know, it might have been that that they had to. Uh, you know, whittle down the playbook. Sure. Yeah. Early on, so now as the season goes on, you know, it's 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 opening up, and we are able to see a little bit more variety, a little bit less vanilla. So. No, I don't want to. I, I think that's Tommy Reese. I don't think that. Well, Taylor like I said, you know, I'm in the system too long for it to be too vanilla. You know. Right. But I. But but no, what you say could might not be far from the truth for sure. I just still think Tommy Reese was learning on the job. I think it was probably a combination of those. Um, you know, it, it was a – you got a new offense coordinator, new quarterback with very little playing experience, and uh, they're getting better each week. Yep. Milrow's getting better each game, each each play. The defense keeps getting better and better. Our pass rush is looking good, man. We're coming from the middle, coming from the outside. I just don't want to play from behind. I just don't want to play catch up. But I mean, we've been doing it all year, so it, you know the resiliency of this team is is second to none. And this yeah, is, yeah, they're they're battle tested. So. This is the best defense that Nick has had. I'm a, I might go back six, seven years. Probably since Kirby left. When did Kirby leave? I mean, he's been gone a while now. Yeah, he left in 2016, I thought. Uh, yes, around there, 16 or 17. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, our pass rush is good, man. I, I mean, I linebackers are, are playing LSU. fast. I don't see LSU putting up them points on us like like people think they could. Well, I mean, you know, they, they a lot of the points they put up were on so-so defenses. So, let's see, you know, let's see what they can do against the – yeah. You know, top three defense in the country. Yeah. Man, after we bragged on UNC, UNC, <laughs> y'all have shit they to bed. Been, yeah, two weeks in a row they shit to bed. North Carolina's out. Mac Brown's kind of getting a little belligerent with his fan base. Dabo, Dabo mm. getting into a big fight with his fan <laughs> I, base. I saw that where he uh, was – some caller was giving him hell, and he was like, you're not going to talk to me like a 12-year-old. Yeah, well, I mean, I, the, the caller, Tyler, he did hit below the belt. But, yeah. you know, what he was saying wasn't wasn't wrong, but it was also out of line. And and I kind of agree that Dabo, you know, you can't just roll over and be a pincushion when somebody's attacking you and your program and your decision making and and then you want to talk about your money a little bit yeah are you really earning that 11 million so i get it mac brown's you know basically what it's boiling down to is and our fan base is guilty of this is what did what did Dabo say that the expectations don't match the appreciation something to that effect Mm -hmm. so basically all these coaches are they're finally crumbling 
under the fan base expectation. Like Mac Brown is like, well, damn, you ought to be happy with six and two. Right. North Carolina. Yeah. You know, now, I mean, we're a basketball that, school, once, not a football once, school. Once those expectations get raised, it's a, it's a whole new ball game. And our fan base, you know, we yeah. expect to be number one. Number one and undefeated and, every year. Yeah, every year. And, and, and quite just, frankly, we've won many national championships not even being undefeated. Yeah. I think we've only won two undefeated. So the expectation levels are are getting to these coaches. What's his name? Dave Doran. Yeah. In a, he's in a fight with Steve Smith Sr. <laughs> Steve Smith Sr. called him a basketball school. And well, he got, yeah, it was. He got so, so Steve was the guest picker. Yeah. For game day because yeah, they were at Utah. Utah. And uh, he said, "Oh, NC State, they're just waiting around for basketball season." Mm-hmm. And then after they won the game, uh, <laughs> Doran said. Yeah, y'all can tell Steve Smith to kiss my ass. Right. You come talk to me if he wants to talk about it. Oh, Steve Smith, see, you're going to whoop that ass, Dave. Don't I yeah. promise you that. There's one dude you don't want to mess with. Dude. I'm Steve, I'm on, I'm pro t, uh, team Steve Smith Sr. So, but yeah, no, I thought it was kind of funny. All these coaches, man, it's a different that's, world. But that's man. what you it's signed up world. for. Yeah, that's you what... know, but five, ten years ago, coaches took the high road, man, and they rose above it. I mean, I'm making eleven million dollars. I'm not gonna cow down to a fan. I'm just gonna be like, all right. Well, I'll, I'll think about what you said at my lake house with my boat and my yeah. my Ferrari in the garage or Lambo. Happy no, birthday, Coach. Now this is a Ferrari. Oh, I thought it was a Lambo. Anyway, yeah, he's a Ferrari guy. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, it's different world now. Now these coaches are starting to. Come back at the fan yeah, base. Yeah, it's getting you know. Well, I mean, like I said, that's kind of like these celebrities, you know, that get pissed off at fans and paparazzi and shit like that. Well, that's why you're making those millions. That's what you signed up for. So, that's right. It's the fans. Put, put, put your big girl panties on. Putting them dollar bills in that pocket. I mean, this that you know, just uh, at the the what you call it, the Panthers game on Sunday, they enshrined. Uh, Julius and, and Moussin, yeah, in into the Ring of Honor, and, and when they announced David Tepper and his wife, and then Roger Goodell, the fans booed him, and you know, there's been big talks on was that respectful or not. But you know, I'll be damned. Who cares if it's respectful? I mean, Tepper's not put a winning winning team on the field since he's been here and he's charging fifteen dollars a beer. And the fans so, the fans are paying their good hard money. Right. If they want to boo they that that's their right to now I mean I, I draw the line at, you know, starting to throw shit. Sure. Or getting on the field, those kind of things. You didn't you didn't earn that right by buying a ticket. Right, right. But but to be vocal, to either either cheer or boo, yeah, you 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 Paid for that right when you bought that ticket. Yeah. So if 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 you can't handle it, get out. Yeah. Don't come because down. Don't come out of your press box. Those, those people are putting money in your pocket. And if, yeah, if I mean, they want to, if they want to say some shit, that's their right to say. It's some a thousand dollar day to take your family to a, to a Panthers yeah, it's, game. It's ridiculous. Even if you want to enjoy a beer or two, you know, a hot dog, nachos. Well, that's what I was looking My at. My dad's the, boat. I, <laughs> that's what I felt like saying. Dud and I were talking about going to the uh, the Alabama-Kentucky game in Lexington and then maybe hitting a couple of distilleries on our way or on our way back. And uh, I looked at the tickets for the Kentucky game. And to get a decent lower bowl, lower bowl like – 
in the corner mm -hmm. was going to be like a couple hundred bucks. Now, I mean, Kentucky's pretty decent this yeah. year. So, I mean, the fans are, yeah. I don't even know how big their stadium is. Probably not, not very big, but. I mean, it looked decent size, but I mean, I mean, it's not the hundred, it's not a hundred thousand sure. seat stadium, but I bet it's 70 ish, 72, something yeah, in that I would, area. I would say somewhere around there, but, uh, yeah, it was like kind of the corner of the end zone. You're still on that front side. You're not in the end zone, but kind of in the corner was, uh, about 200 bucks a, a pop. Mm. So anyway. What else you got? Anything? Not really. Are you ready to dive into some John J. Bowman single barrel? Yeah, I've never had it. No, no, I, uh, they actually had it behind the counter. Is this right? No, it's not. When he brought it, so he had it behind the, or he actually didn't have it behind the counter. He told me I got one bottle left of, of the John J. Bowman single barrel. I can't keep it on the shelves. I got one bear, I got one bottle in the back. I was like, I'll take it. I'll, you know, because I've heard other people talk good things about it. And I've, I like the John J. Bowman, uh, the one that's finished in the uh, wine barrel mm. uh, or the port, port barrel. Port. Um, so he goes to the back and he grabs it and he's walking back out. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I ain't going to buy that. That's a rye because mm. it's got the green label. Yeah. And uh, you know, I looked, I, he handed me the bottle. I looked at it. And of course, it says straight bourbon whiskey, you know. I never did find what the mash bill is on it, um, so I, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, it's not a rye. <laughs> All right. And like I said, I've heard good things about it. And uh, so let's uh, wrap up the sports talk, and then we'll uh, take, try that and rate, rate that, that shit. shit. So see you there. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin Podcast. And yep. Time to rate that shit. Our favorite part of the show. What What am I drinking tonight? All right, so tonight we've got a John J. Bowman single barrel. So that's from the A. Smith Bowman Distillery, who is actually owned by Sazerac. Yeah, that same Sazerac that owns Buffalo Trace. Go figure. So they're in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So this, this uh, single barrel is going to cost you 50 to 55 bucks. It's a hundred proof. Now on the age, they NAS it, which is not age uh, stated. So they don't state the age. <laughs> but a lot of the experts think that it's probably in the nine to 10 year range. Okay. Uh, you know, based on the, the proof and the color and the taste and all that stuff. So now your aroma should be a toffee, leather, figs and almonds. The palate, you should get those figs and almonds. And then it's supposed to have a long, dry finish of like oak and licorice. Nice little, nice little burn. Pretty good. Let's talk about our rating system, um, if you don't know. We do one through four. Um, one being our are worst, the one we, we try to steer you away from, we don't recommend. That is our brown bag. Two, getting a little bit better. Um, we call that a mixer. That's probably maybe your every your daily drinker. You want to just throw some Coke in it or whatever you like to mix it with. Three, it's starting to get better. 
Uh, we do that on the rocks. Maybe it's high in proof and you just want to dilute it down. And then four for us is the, is the best, is the tried and true, and we call that neat. Um, we like ours in a Glencairn and just, uh, just to enjoy the bourbon. To me, that's the way to drink it. I don't like to dilute mine down, even if it's not a good bourbon. I mean, is bourbon really bad? I mean, honestly, I mean, there's been a few, but... You know, you can find some, but... I kind of think, you know, bourbon's like pizza. It's like sex. None of it's bad, really. Some of it's, some of it's not as good as others, but I never really have a bad bourbon. Okay, this just took a turn. <laughs> All right. Mm-mm. It's different. It's different than what, you know, we've been on the old elk. I definitely get some, I definitely get some toffee and some almond. I don't know about figs. I haven't quite figured out a, yeah. there is a, there is another taste to this that I'm not quite. I, I'm trying to put my finger, maybe it's the licorice. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I mean, it's not a, it's not a real pronounced you know licorice. You know what? The finish is the licorice on the finishing? Mm -hmm. Because I am getting like almost like like the black licorice yeah. finish to right. it. Right. On the finish end. That's what you're supposed to get. Okay. Well I'm getting that. I'm getting that. It was nice. It was nice. Fifty five bucks. Is that what you yeah. spent? Fifty five dollars? Yeah. Okay. Now I did I just took a bigger swallow and I definitely got the licorice yeah, on that on back the, end. On the back end, I did mm -hmm. too. A little nutty and oaky at first. Yeah, I get the uh, I get the oaky burn which kinda kinda makes me think, you know, maybe ten year. Mm hmm Maybe maybe closer to the ten year yeah. because you know it does have that that predominant oaky finish flavor. And now too. I can still Taste that licorice. You don't like it. You make it. No, like I a, like licorice. You make it like I ugly like licorice. Face. You got I mean, ugly it, face. <laughs> hey, that's the face I was born with. I'm you sorry. Ugly face, man. He's, I want to know what you're rating it. I'm gonna give it a three. I'm with you on a three. I'm gonna give it a three out of four. It's not, you know, that cigar cut uh, old elk we did last Ooh. week knocked our socks off. It was a definite four for us on our rating system. Yeah. This does not quite meet up to it. Uh, it, it's a solid three for me. I had to be a little small for that cigar cut. Did you? Yeah. Saturday night. I looked for some. Hit me with a little bit more. I hit. I looked for some of that cigar cut at the, the ABC store right around the corner from the house, and they didn't have any. Oh, they they have it in Cheryl's Ford. Yeah, I need to run yeah. out there and get some because that's that's some good stuff. Yeah. No, it's a def it's a solid three for me. It was a, it was a good pour. Yeah, it's good. It's got it's got a lot of things going on. It's got a real pretty color, real pretty amber color. I definitely uh, I definitely think it's um, in the fifty five dollar. Oh yeah, that's, it's that's it's, a strong. It's a good. That's a strong bourbon. For yeah, it's 55. a good price point. It's uh you know got good proof, hundred proof. So yeah, it's a it's a good one. It just it, it just ain't it, it it ain't elite. And it had that it had that flavor that I mean I couldn't put my finger on that flavor. So it's it's got a little complexity to it, you know. It's you know the one flavor. There's two flavors that I see in a lot of these uh, reviews on the bourbons that I just don't get, and that's leather and tobacco. Yeah, I don't. I've never. I've never. <laughs> I've never chewed on a boot, 
<laughs> so I mean, I, I chewed on I, my baseball glove before. Oh yeah. Does does the bourbon taste like that? Not a bit. Of course, bit, I man. guess yeah. This little strings hanging off the baseball gloves. Yeah, yeah, not a bit. I mean, I don't get it. But I don't, I don't never get the leather or the tobacco, and no. I, and I, you know, I've never chewed tobacco either. So, mom, I promise. Never <laughs> so. Except if you count that cigar. Yeah, that cigar that turned you green. That was kind of chewing on tobacco. But uh, hey, I did smoke a cigar Friday night. You did. I was bad. We were were fireside. Yeah. And and I enjoyed it, except for the next day. That was was our victory cigar of Bama Beat in Tennessee, because we weren't able to smoke one. We didn't share the game together. We weren't together at the game, so we didn't fire one up afterwards. And I didn't. That was the first cigar I've had in two or three weeks. Yeah. Now I take that back because I smoked one on the show. <laughs> There's true. video evidence. That one was the first one I. Had. <laughs> I well, just, I didn't. I didn't turn green from the cigar. No, no. I, I handled it. So maybe I'm back on the wagon. There you go. And it was a nice Fuentes. Fuentes Arturo. It was a nice cigar. It was a good smoke. It was. Um, Good bourbon, man. I, I yeah. think I think you ought to buy it. Yeah. So far, all the John J. Bowmans that I've bought, I've enjoyed. Uh, nothing that I just, you know. To me, they're all like in that three range. But a three is a good bourbon. I mean, a little you, thrown you're, off by the green label. I, like I said, when he when he come out from the back with that bottle, I I was getting ready to tell him no, thank you. Well, when I saw that on the bar tonight, I was like, whoa, we're doing a ride. <laughs> and you know though, and, and you know, we might need it. I've got a brand new bottle of Sazerac rye over there. You know, this this is owned by Sazerac. Maybe we need to do the Sazerac. Of course, you also got the Four Roses uh, yeah. small batch that we want to do. So we, yeah, we need to start doing some of the more uh, you know accessible right bourbons for us. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen this. Like I said, he he says he orders it. He can't hardly get it, and when he does get it, he can't keep it. No, all right. I don't quite see it. Is that good of a bourbon that, that should yeah. be flying off the shelves? It right. should be readily readily accessible, but so we're gonna do the four roses next week. You wanna do the four roses next week? Yeah, that'd be fine. We can do that. We'll do that one. This is a good one, fifty-five dollars. Yeah, this. good good price. That's it's not, not gonna break the bank. It's got good flavors, good long. Of course, if you don't like licorice, you might not want it. <laughs> Because licorice is kind of one of those acquired tastes that uh, it hits you, you either love it or hate it. Definitely hits you on the back end. I mean, it it's a lingering flavor. Yeah, it, it's almost like you drink it, you wait a couple seconds, then you get hit with that licorice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like eating a uh, good and plenty. Well, <laughs> I didn't know where he was going with that. You remember Good and Plenty's? Oh, I mean, man, it is I Halloween. Love, I love Good and Plenty's. But you know how, like, after you eat them, then you oh, kind of yeah. get that 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 licorice taste well, like left to, on I your like, tongue. I like to just just chew the uh, the, the hard off of it, coating out, out, out of it, and then you know. I don't mind black licorice. Yep, that's what we should do. We should rate our favorite Halloween candies. I think we, we did that last season. Oh, I, like maybe I eat too much candy. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, hey, hit us up on our socials, man. You're gonna have to pour a little more. You gotta have. You don't have anything to. Oh man. Close out the show with. I gotta look excited on it. Follow us, like, follow, and share us, man. And 
close. We're close to a thousand followers on tick TikTok. Yep. And then we're gonna go we're gonna bring it live. Yeah, we're gonna go live and maybe we can start arguing with some of you chaps <laughs> live and hear some you know, hear some different opinions from people, different point of views to be honest with you. Be nice. Yeah. Be cool. All right. Well, well see y'all next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.